Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. He's unpredictable. He's relentless. He's fearless. He's smart. He's a jerk. Oh, man, what a jerk. How would you describe Kirk Minahan? He's talented. He's blunt. He's complicated. He's the fakest tough guy I know. He's honest. A self-proclaimed weenie. He's angry. He's actually a good guy. He's a psycho big-mouth prick. I wish we had more Kirk Minahans. How would you describe Kirk Minahan? Combustible. Unpredictable. Venomous. Chesty. Obnoxious. Selfish. Polarizing. Pompous. Enough about me. Let's get to the show. It's Kirk Minahan's Enough About Me. This is a different one for me, obviously, when you're working with somebody you don't like and doesn't like you. The first one I did with Portnoy, we got along pretty well. Uh, I've taped one with Gammons, with McDonough, with Ryan. We like each other. Shaughnessy and I, and he, Dan is here, don't like each other. So I will give Dan credit for this. There are a lot of people who don't like me around here, and I've asked them all to come on. You know, the DuPonts, the Haggerty's, the Gresh's. They've all told me to go pound sand. Shaughnessy is here. We're at Fort Myers. And has come in here and has decided to do it. So I do appreciate that before we get into all the other shit. You know, there's something to be said for coming in and doing it with somebody you don't like. And you don't want to spend 40 minutes with me. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite thing. But, I mean, again, I think we're in the business of asking people to do things all the time. Like when I go to, I don't know, Dustin Pedroia, he doesn't want to talk to me. Nobody wants to talk to me. You know, nobody wants to talk to us. They're not our friends. But constantly people, one level or another, they do cooperate. And uh, they do help us out, even when they don't want to. So, I, again, this comes under the same thing. And, Kirk, I do not dislike you. It's not fair to say I don't well, like you. Let us, let us not. I don't understand let, why you're let, so let, mad let, at me. Let, but let, let's not have Act anyway. 1, be, you know. Let, yeah. Let's, 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 yeah, let's, let's be professional. Well, let's skip that. We'll, 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 we'll get to it in a minute. At what point in your career did you become comfortable with the fact that most people don't like you? Boy, I don't know. Or are you comfortable with and, it? And, you know, you say most people. It's a hard characterization because... Uh, well, you know what? The vocal yeah. majority or whatever. The the people that have access to, you know, social media, younger people. I mean, this, my demographic of popularity definitely skewers older, and that's understood. If I go to the stockyard, everyone loves me. Right. It's like, you know, but, uh, if I go to the Homewood Suites where everyone's over 60, everybody loves me. But, know, people so. can, but people can like your writing and not like you sometimes, you know, we agree that it's sort of sometimes it also depends on where you stand on a certain topic for me anyways, yeah. you know, for months we had the Patriots. I, I took the Patriots side and deflate So then for oh, months, so then for months, everybody said, Oh, you are this, you're that great. Fantastic. And then I don't know if you heard it or not, because you've accused me in the past of kissing up to Brady. So I don't know if you heard the segment I did with Brady and Guerrero, Alex Guerrero. And we went back and forth for about, it was 40, spectacular. For about 40 minutes. And then, the same people who hate, who like you for nine months, hate you just like that. So I think it's almost yeah. where you stand on certain issues at the time too, wouldn't you say? Sure, absolutely. And I heard that thing with Guerrero, and I actually wrote something nice about it. And you got mad at that too. But anyway, that's another. What did you, whole, what did you write about that? I said what, what a good interview it was. You did not write that. When did you write that? The next day. You wrote it was a good interview. Uh, I can't give you the exact quote, but I characterized that that was that thing was outstanding. It was the one time people got Brady to talk. Off the cuff, and he really talked from the heart. He talked for like 30 or 40 minutes. It About was spectacular. Minutes. It was spectacular, and we have him on record 
with all this crazy stuff about Western medicine, I love the fact that you guys got that out of him. And I know you were the driving force behind that. So uh, that was great work. So uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, I understand that will turn people who otherwise like you against you. Yes, I understand that. But do you get do you get frustrated with it? Because, you know, social media has been built now on, you know, people hating other people. And in the city of Boston, I would say for guys who are, I'd say my age, maybe, but even younger in their, say, 35 and below, it's easy sport to, to, to shit on you. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the, you know, if I were to have a quarrel with you, it's so easy to go on your station and just kick the crap out of me i've, I've compared it's, it's like going to the republican convention and saying hillary's hillary's the devil everybody gets yeah yeah great you know it's just it's so easy and and you know i know that you're better than that you're smarter than that but if i ever said that you're very ever said that you're not a good writer no but the whole you know the whole just bashing of all things globe and me in particular is is just you know i i have my things my call them agendas or where it's predictable, and uh, you know, you guys have that too. But anyway, um, the social media, yeah, that has not been my friend in terms of popularity. I I gave time to the Phoenix a few years ago, and the result was the most hated man in Boston to cover the Phoenix, which of course is unfortunately now gone. But um, that might be true, though. I I really think it's overstated. Again, if I walk around, I know there's an element, and again, I think your station has contributed mightily to that, starting with Glenn. Uh, back in the day when I, I left the station to go to another station and uh, have gone then to another station, which is direct co- competition now. So I think there's a lot of that. But I I accept it. It's not fun. But, the you know, my family likes me and, and the people that I care about like me. And um, if, if somebody doesn't like me because we have a different take on Manny Ramirez, you know, that's okay. Uh, it's You guys get into politics, and I think when you do that, people do get emotional and Definitely. passionate. And it's hard for people to... It's like the old cliche, you have a dinner party, you don't talk politics because people end up getting mad at each other legitimately. Right. We should be able to disagree about sports and not be mad at each other. And I I, I believe that. If I have a different take on Deflategate or Manny Ramirez or Pablo, whatever, I, I don't understand why that makes me the devil. But you, and the, you, you would agree that you are, like we all are. I would say I absolutely am. You are agenda-driven to some extent. Right? I, mean, there's I a, think there's we a, all are, There's sure. a belief out there that, that you, you hate the crafts. Well, I think that they're extremely needy. You know, I think that, you know, Bob, Bob's certainly a, a wonderful man, done great philanthropic work. But he comes under the umbrella of somebody who really needs to, you know, call attention to his philanthropic work. And I just, that amuses me. And, and Yeah, you but know, do you dislike them? Do you dislike the crafts? <sighs> that's a strong word. I don't dislike anybody, not even you. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's um, I mean, and again, he's been a great owner and it's. Uh, right, but do you dislike him? I mean, you take if you dislike him, it's okay. It doesn't bother me. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. No, I, I, he's easy to tease. And I mean, like the high chairs, for instance. But there was an incident. What was the incident that that you weren't invited to a? (laughs) Is this true? uh, It was yeah, Super Bowl. I don't know which one. Was it the? Was it it way back the the Packers one? It's after that. Um, The Rams, one of them. Yeah. Well, no, it was the Patriots. I don't even think the Patriots were in the game. I'm not sure. But in any event, there was a Super Bowl in the probably the '90s after the Packer one, and. um, because, uh, you know, Bob Kraft, the day he bought the team, I wrote this glowing thing, a guy who understands the duck boats and, and the swan boats and the Charles, and he's a one of us. And, and, you know, he put it on his wall. And he called me. Oh. I said, Bob, that's great, but someday you may not like something I write. It's not personal, you know, so please remember that. And we never really got past that. But he, um, so uh, the Super Bowl was, he would have a media session on like, I don't know, Friday or something with, invite- with, with the media, with the local writers. And he invited everyone. And Stacy had to carry out this order except me. So it was all the media except me. And frankly, Kirk, I, I wouldn't go. If it were if it were all the media except you, I would not go. Because they're basically saying we're in the tank 
and we don't like this guy, so oh, so wait, we, we so, trust oh, you guys. So, so, oh, I see what you're saying. So, if, say the Red Sox did that today and they invited everybody, but somebody else, not you, you wouldn't. Go. I don't think anyone should go. Right. If they, if they do that, to me, that's basically saying you guys are all in the bag with us, so you're you're welcome. But since we don't like this guy, to me, that's what that is. So anyway, that did happen, and it was you know it was amusing and. But there's no part. See the the idea out there by the and the and I think the the the, the pro patriot crowd now is so, as I've learned over the last Whoa. year and a half is insane. I, I totally get it. Now I happen to be on their side. Deflategate. There are times I'm yeah. not. Yeah. But I thought they were they they are totally nuts. They are. And that's that crowd. I think thinks that you sit down and you can tell me if it's true or not. You sit down and you think you know what I hate the crafts. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write this because I'm gonna take this side, be on purpose because I don't like the crafts. So you're gonna tell me that's not true, right? I'm not saying I hate or dislike. There's a self-importance level there that I find easily tweaked, and I it amuses me. The sneakers, me. So the celebrities, the, that stuff, the girlfriend, the whole thing? That stuff is, is amusing to me. And again, uh, the security command, you know, the, the paranoia, the, the secrecy, the self-importance. I mean, hey, it's football. Knock yourselves out. They do a great job, but I think that... They make people's jobs really hard down there. That's unfortunate. I mean, the poor people have to go down and get sound every day. And it's just, I just don't think, I think they're constantly giving the media the finger. And I think that the same fans who want the information support them giving the media the finger. That that always has amazed me. Social media started, we'll say it started whatever, 10, 15 years ago. Now I think you have beat writers and columnists who are products of that generation who are coming in. And I think they're, afraid to criticize owners. I think their default is to defend. Do you see that? I do. And I think that, you know, again, you always sound like, you know, the get off my lawn. The no, I understand. Guy, but we are that guy. So I am that guy. But um, when we got into, when I got into it, you know, like Bob Ryan, Will McDonough, Peter Gammons, you know, and they, they were critical of the teams. They were, they were the eyes and ears of the fans. They were writing with a critical eye and they would call out Haywood Sullivan or whatever. And I just feel there's a fear about that now. And I do feel that the, a lot of the people getting into it now are coming into it as fans. Because when you go back to it starts with Bill Simmons, really, it's fans writing for fans. Like, you no longer need to go into the clubhouse or talk to the players or be around it. You just you watch TV and say, here's what I think. Well, everybody does that now. And I understand people like it. So it's a big, you know, fans writing for fans. And some of the people getting into the business come to it with that. And they are fans first. See, my thing is doesn't sorry, interest me. My thing with with Simmons is who I think is a good writer. You might not. Oh, he's talented. But I think Simmons is almost like you remember when Pulp Fiction came out, and then there was about forty bad Pulp Fiction knockoffs yeah. after Pulp Fiction. I think you have that now with Simmons. Simmons has spawned a generation of people who can't write five thousand words right. and make it funny and conversational and interesting. I think there's a I think there's a spot for that in the world, and if people want to go find it, I don't think it's a bad thing. But I, I think it's, you know, people, you have a bunch of people aspiring to be Simmons. Right. I get the college kids who write to you. Everybody wants to send me their stuff, whatever, like that. And and now they send what they think of the Celtics. And, you know, they're 18 years old in their dorm. I don't right. care what they think of the Celtics, you know. Great. But Bill pulled it off because he's a talented, gifted guy, and he had all these cultural things. And, and you know, good for him. And, you know, he's done epic things with, you know, the 30 for 30 and all that. Good for him. But he kind of. Broke the model of you cover the high school team, you cover the college team, you cover what you're around, and you learn how to go in there and get things and tell me something I don't know about the milieu that you're in. I found value in that, and young guys, you have less of that now. It's just watching TV and writing their opinions. Is sports radio made it better or worse? Worse. I mean, sports radio is, is it serves its purpose, which is everybody has an opinion from watching TV and calls and talks about it. But if you don't have those people down in the clubhouse or people at 
at the venues, you know, trying to get information, it would dry up the source material for sports radio. So you still need those guys. But I think that a lot of the young people, the shortcuts are just go right into being an opinion guy and never doing any reporting. Right. And I mean, you could say that I'm one of those guys. I mean, I only wrote for a few years and then I wound up on the radio. I yeah. Mean, you could say, but, you know. And you're good at it. And then, you know, but they're not, a lot of them aren't. And, uh, and they, they don't bring anything to the table. And it's, I have it just doesn't interest me. I'm not interested in reading fans writing about the teams. I'm just not. You know, I'm not saying you're a fan, but, but you were able to have bring a critical eye and, I don't know, some, some smartness to it. But a lot of it's just fans writing their opinions. I have no interest in it. It's a guy like Thornton that you're talking about, right? It's, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you don't like him. Well, I mean, again, we're trying to stay away from – we don't say hate, you know. This, but Why? We could say I just, hate I have, people. I have no use for what he brings. I mean, again, that's what – that's what fan sites are for, you know, blog boys, fans, whatever. That's what he's. That's what that's for. Now, see, I was told. I've been told by several people, and you can tell me if it's true or not. I'll believe you. Is that he went? He was on Comcast as I was before, and wrote something critical about you. I don't remember what it was. Maybe you do. You were a Comcast at the time, and you went in the management at Comcast and said, "Get this guy off the air." Yeah, you seem to have the boogeyman about these things, and uh, you could check with with the people there. That's that's not the case. I mean. Uh, I had a conversation with a person or two there, and everything was afoot. Some of the stuff that, you know, it's hard to be a mainstream media guy and, and have some of the stuff that was on that site. I mean, uh, maybe that's changed. The old site, you're saying, Barstool. Yeah, and I, I know we're on a podcast, so we can say certain say words. Say whatever you want. I'm not going to do it. But No, yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you off the air. And But again, Comcast makes their decisions independent of me. Believe me, I don't have any any juice like that over there. I know you think I do and you think Felger does and all this. Maybe he does. I don't. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't say it. We, all right, we can get into yeah. it now. So, so, uh, when, when was it? It was September. Uh, I was on Comcast with Tangway. I went on a couple of days a week and hey, at the time in did? September, hmm? I didn't know that. I was on twice a week with Tangway. I was on with you. Oh, right. Just making right. a joke. Sorry, there. Sorry, going. Yeah. Uh, twice a week with Tangway and sometimes more. They seem to like me. They wanted to put me yes. on. Yes. More and more, even though I hadn't been a you know gumshoe brought a certain edge gumshoe beat reporter in the seventies in Baltimore, they still liked me. Yeah, Uh, and I went on with Tangway on the air, and we did a segment about whatever we ranked the Patriots' enemies or something. We both had Goodell number one, and I joked that the good uh, Tangway asked me what should they do about Goodell, and I said the Kraft should hire somebody to murder Goodell. Now I think anybody with you know a working IQ and the ability to tie their own shoes and wipe themselves, knows that that was obviously a joke. If you listen to my show ever, you know it was a joke. I agree. If you watch the show ever, you know it was a joke. Bart Hubbock went in and edited the tape, and I got in some trouble almost instantly. It got sort of one of these stories that blew up out of nowhere, and I think it was helped largely by your tweet. You retweeted it blanketly with no, no joke, as you said, no this, no that. The Washington Post picked that up, and I know for a fact, because the people at Comcast told me, that Washington Post story was a big factor because people down there saw it was a big factor in me first being left off the air at Comcast, then on my own will after a few months finally saying, I'm not, I'm, yep. I'm not going to get dicked around anymore. Yep. You have said that you didn't think that was your intention. I think you didn't like me, and you said, if I can help screw this guy over just a little bit, you're going to do it. Now, I don't think that you went into an office and said, you know, I don't want to work with Minahan yeah. anymore. Screw Minahan. Yeah. I think you said, I get a chance to rub this guy's face in the dirt. Let's do it. Well, I was on the other side of, again, the whole deflategate issue and the Brady, you know, the Judge Berman and all that stuff. That's fine. I, don't care I wasn't that. into the Goodell bashing. And I thought that the level of, of discourse around New England, you know, much of it flamed by your, your morning show, had reached, you know, 
epic heights, depths, whatever you want to call it. And I came back from dinner and saw, I think I, Jerry had retweeted it, and I saw. But with a joke. I mean, Jerry okay, made it yeah, clear. Well, Jerry, but that's that's a big difference. I just though. learned yesterday how to like put words in a retweet. And again, I did it with. Uh, but I, I know you don't believe this. I don't but, believe that. Yeah, and it's still. Um, so anyway, I came back from dinner and I saw. I guess well, Hubbix must have been the first one that came up, and I did. I, I hit retweet. And uh, and then I saw Jerry. I saw a bunch of people commenting on. It. I thought, here's the level of discourse this has reached. So, if you feel that that was my intention, how you think that you could have said that, and that the New York Post is onto it, and that you're going to like cover it up or it's not going to no, get I out there? I never said that. What I said was that's not what I said. Well, first of all, you you've seen the tape in its entirety, right? I say yes. right away it's a joke, but- right? Hubbock edited it, right? So it looks. So it makes me. Look I was bad. unaware of any right, of that. Right, which made me look bad. I, okay. I have never said once that 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 that, that you're that you tried to, that you got me fired. This or that, but Good. you know, if you can't if you can't go on the air and joke around about something like that, like does anybody? Do you really think that I'm advocating for the crafts to place a call to a hitman no. to knock off Roger Goodell? No, Kirk, I do not, and that is why when you direct tweeted me, which was the first one I ever got at that moment, and said. I can't believe you, you know, you were angry with it. I'm Two like, years in a row. I mean, I'm like, you know, we need to go back to that. I'm like, he really, this is, he's, he's mad about this. And I called you and I immediately tweeted, obviously this guy is kidding. I but, called, you would, but you wouldn't I have called done the that. show the next day. But, I apologize. But you wouldn't I'm have done sorry. That. You wouldn't have done that if I didn't call you, though. If because you didn't, I didn't, I thought it was a harmless retweet. But how, would it, how could it possibly, you're a pretty influential guy. That's not a harmless retweet. But again, the New York Post had the story. You think you're going to like, no one's going to know? But that doesn't, but that's, I would say this, okay? We've we've worked together. We've done this. We've done that. We've done TV yeah. together. If you were in trouble at that point and you did something on Comcast, it was edited, and I knew somebody like Bart Hubbock edited, I would have said, this is bullshit. I didn't know who Bart Hubbock was. I again, I saw this thing, this headline. I'm like, here's the level of discourse this has reached. I retweeted it. I'm sorry it hurts you, and it's, I immediately told you I was sorry. I had no idea that this was going to have these kind of implications for you. It was obvious to me the guy's kidding. It's the level of re- of discourse this has reached. I'm sorry. I know see, you're the, mad about that. The only I problem with that is you. that's Whatever. fine. The only problem with that is it's two years in a row. You did the same thing over ever over Aaron Andrews the year before. Yeah, could you do me a favor and find that? Because I honest, sure, I'll dig it out. I'll I would appreciate that because I. Will dig it I out. Because I remember at the time. I do not believe it. And by the way, by the way, the Aaron Andrews thing, I deserved to get suspended for yeah, that. But I get, I get, Kurt, I get I, no problem with I that. I had no, I don't remember having any opinion on that. So I would appreciate it if you could find okay. that for me. I thought me. you wrote something. I think you tweeted something. I don't something think I wrote did. something. I'll look it up. And I had I'm a wrong. guy today tell me that I invented the laser show for Pedro. I said, I don't remember doing that. I don't remember for having. Pedroia? That, that Pedroia stole it from me. You know, oh. again, I don't remember having any opinion about your Aaron Andrews, you know, thing. And I don't. It just, it didn't. It rolled off me. I'm like, that's on, you know, guy's going to go down for that. Too bad. I was sitting next to Bob Ryan. He said he wanted to smack uh, Jason Kidd's wife. You know, the kid, right? I mean, you just, I, honest to God, if you can find that, I will apologize again. I don't think it exists because I don't remember having any feeling about that. I just didn't. And you think that EEI is EEI is an agenda against the globe? But you must, oh, yeah. But you don't mean EEI. You mean our show? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't think. Do you think Dale and and Thorne Oh yeah. Well, Holly? Dale. I think Dale hates me. You know. Yeah. But do you think he hates the globe? Maybe not. No, I mean they get good information there, and you know, Glenn. We know what Glenn. He's always the provocateur, whatever you want to call it. What is the Ordway Shaughnessy relationship in 2016? You know, I think. See, I, you claim not to hate me, which I don't believe. I think down deep you do hate me. I don't. But you hate Ordway. I'm sitting here, you know, rapping with you here. Um, Ordway, you know, it's like we travel with the Celtics together when he was, you know, replacing Johnny Most when he was knifing Johnny in the back back in the day, <laughs> and. Um, 
you know, he was he's great company. He's fun to be around. And then I I was the original uh, big show guy I back in the day. I don't know, it's that nineties, whatever. And uh, you know, it started to I wasn't that comfortable with it. And there was an, an unfortunate thing uttered by another reporter that got the Globe's attention. And and I I knew it was I didn't feel like it was going to be good. And I got out. I got an offer to go work at. WTKK. I don't even know what the numbers are. Ninety six nine. Ninety six nine. And it was it was like way more money. It was way better hours. It was with people I really liked. It was easy. It was being Ed McMahon. It was a, a gut job and it was next to the globe. I'm like, I couldn't get out of EEI fast enough and go do that. And Glenn after that, you know, that was the beginning of Shank and and just uh the, the EEI hate, which I understand. But uh Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do you dislike being called Shank I so I just, much? I mean, you, it, you, I think you have a pretty thick skin. I, I do. I, like, I, I think that's a badge of honor. Yeah, it's it's like to get I, – I, maybe it's because of the source of, of Glenn. Actually, Kevin McHale would call me that if he walked in because it was sort of a term of endearment. Yeah, it's not so bad. The, uh, I don't know why that's... I'm kind of like – kind of down with CHB and, you know, some of the others. But what does Shank imply? What is the yeah, – That you're a backstabber. I just – I don't – doesn't it? I, but where I was know. it born from? I mean, I know Glenn. Uh, Glenn. Glenn. Uh, Glenn. Uh, Glenn. But, yeah, Glenn. But what was the? I think it's because of la- my last name, S H A. You know, Shaughnessy. Oh, right. I, I think yeah, it's just that's like, not so like bad. Shag. You know, you get Shag if you're, you know. So you, you told Jerry. Sean Shag. You. you, you yeah. This is. I mean, we're talking six months ago. You maybe me, you and Jerry went out to dinner. And yeah, told, that was amazing. What a moment! We should have had pictures of that. You at told the us the, cafe. You told us that you didn't like being called Shag. I wasn't crazy about it. But I, I realized that that just made it then an open season. Like, well, now we know. So you know what? You can call me. You can call me anything you want. You know. And you think that in, in your take overall was that that you were not happy with EEI in terms of being pom pom waivers during the the flake game? Oh my God, you guys were the worst. I mean, what you is just, your? You would pile on four, you, four, four hours question? a day when you go on the air uh, at the other station. The show that you go on, yes. Would you say that that is a uh, an anti patriot agenda driven program from ten to two? No, I think it's a football. Is there a man who's driven. who I happen to like a lot? Who's he in the, loves you? Who, so loves you. I love him. Yeah, who's, it, who's in the Who's in the broadcast booth? Screaming things <laughs> when the Patriots cross a goal line. He's, I know I'm not when I'm when I'm home at the time. That's he, not happening. He is. He is so much smarter than all. He has figured it out. He has become. Yeah, but you. But yeah, but you can't. Guy. But you can't say the word. You can't. You can't say it. Doesn't. It can't work both ways. Yeah, but you guys. I just thought you guys were on the attack of anyone who was anti Brady or anyone who it's was not anti Brady. It's what, like, what do you the, think? Or what, Goodell. Like it was like four hours a day. If all three of you like any guests that would come on, you'd all jump in the, and say the same things. It was it got to be boring because you were all in agreement. Exactly. You have to admit it's not good when all three guys well, feel the exact same way. And you guys did. And the fact that Tom Brady was part of your show compromised that. And I mean we're all about compromise. Well, I work with John Henry. Let's you know. be fair. I, I, see, I just don't agree. I mean, there is no. I will say this: there is nobody on either station. Nobody that includes Felger. That's Jerry. Anybody who would grill Brady like I did. Over no, Guerrero. that one day nobody, that was tremendous. Nobody. Tremendous. He's on, he's on our station. Yeah. So that that argument doesn't work for me. Well, I mean, yeah, that was a one timer. It was a one off, you know, and that was great. And I understand why it didn't need to continue, but that was tremendous. And but, I, but, you know, but I but I would say that here, here's the thing, though, Dan. So when the three of us agree on something like that, yeah. right? Then you have to bring in a voice of dissent. So we brought people in to disagree with us. We can't, the three of us can't sit around all day and say, Goodell sucks, Goodell sucks, Goodell sucks. Well, we should bring in somebody. And the thing that helped for us is you bring in these guys yeah. one at a time, and each guy failed at their job. And I think if you and I argued Deflategate, it seems to me that you think that Brady is guilty, but yeah. you have no proof. No, no. Well, I mean, the, you know, yeah, but the destroying other, the cell phone, the well, text, we can go with the whole thing. And, you know, I'm the only guy. Do you think there's – I still think there's a chance that Second Circuit Court of Appeals flips that thing. 
I, I hope so. One, from a talk show one? perspective, can you imagine? I'm hoping that what happens. a bleep show it's that a will be. Story that will never die. March third. How quickly do they do it after March third? Because that's they next said, week. I think they said it was a couple of days. I think oh. they said it was a couple of days. Fanboy Berman, which are the greatest? Which of the four beats do you think uh, is most pro player? Is the biggest homer of the four beats right now, or do you think it's just? Whoa. You know, when you're around, you, all, you okay. This is bad because this is what makes other people in media dislike you. Dislike the, me? No, I mean, oh, when you just like one, just like okay. a person. Like if you, because, but let's, we got to say, I mean, the the Bruin guys seem to be really on board. You they know? seem to be part of the team. Yeah. Uh, and there's not that many of them, and it's very insular. I mean, but then when you're around the Celtics, they seem to be on board. And, you know, next door here, a lot of our guys seem on board. It's, 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 and the Patriots, the Patriots have just beaten it out of everybody. I mean, so, you know, I think Ben Volan and, and Borges, you know, some guys will try to – because if you try to play it down the middle, you're the devil. You are anti or contrarian the whole bit. I mean, you can't. There's no allowance for any of that now. It's just – it's really changed. Um, but, yeah, and I, I think people are, you know – the weird part to me is you don't really get anything out of it by being on board. Well, particularly with the Patriots, you get nothing. That's what I don't get. I get so why not just a... tell what you what you think? What are you getting out of being on board? I I don't understand it. That, that's that's the one beat that mystifies me. I think that a lot of those guys and look, I think a lot of those guys work hard. I think Curran and Reese and, and these yeah. guys work really hard and are talented. I guys. I feel bad for them. But I think it's a it's a it's a it's a no win it's a no win situation. But I I would say I wonder sometimes if we because we're in we're here today that maybe we don't look, maybe we look back and think differently. Cause you know, I read Ryan's book and it seems like Ryan for all the great things was awfully chummy with players. I mean, you yeah. know, he would stay at their house. He would hang out with them. Yeah, Paul Westfall, different times. Yeah. I mean, you that, know, that if, a pl- if a, if a guy did that today, yeah, you kill that guy. Yes. Yes. I mean, he took on Heinsohn and, and, you know, Bob was young and no, I know. I know. So, but, but it became kind of, he's with the players and against Heinsohn. There's always a lot of that choosing sides thing. It's hard not to, uh, and you get identified with that. Have you ever got a note, anything from Henry since, since he became your boss, since he signed your checks? Uh, he sent me an, an email. He liked – I did a column on Dan Okren, the guy who invented fantasy sports. Yeah, the, right. John sent me a very nice – he liked that. Well, so. what happened with the – so it seemed like last summer something happened during the Orsillo thing where you had a story about signs being taken down and then right. it was scrubbed. Uh, what happened there was exactly as we tried to explain it. It was it was a – I went out on the street around 7 o'clock. It was the first home game after the Orsillo bleep storm. Correct. And uh, so we were kind of on standby for that. And, and um, uh, we were, not myself, another Globe guy was told by two employees that, that signs were going to be confiscated at the gates if, if they came in with, you know, Orsillo, Pro Free Orsillo, whatever. whatever. And uh, so two team employees did tell us that. And I reported in my column, which we were trying to get, you know, they want to get it out there for 7.30 so that it's out there on the web, you know, when the game's starting. And so you're a little bit of a crash thing. In the old days, we would have waited till 10:30, but nope. So I, I submitted it, and I, I said we need this needs to be vetted, and approved, and uh, it didn't go through enough vetting processes. And my stand is, if if that sentence had been in there, and everyone had vetted it, it would have come out, and you would have never known it was in there because they didn't feel it was strong enough, and it was too secondhand, and we didn't have any proof that they were doing it, and so editorially being responsible it needed to come out but the fact that we rush online it got out there and i did not it it, it falls on me i wrote it i sent it um and it, that's on me 
But the the weird part is, I'm still not sure that that wasn't happening. Right. And you guys were getting calls. We were get nobody would have put their name on it that it was happening. So you know, if they went, then it, it's unfair to the Red Sox to say this is happening if it's not happening. But it, I didn't write that it's happening. I said we were told it was going to happen. And then the follow-up wasn't done that it happened, and we didn't, we couldn't prove it, so it came out. And again, in the old days, it, by 10.30, they say, you know, we don't have anything on that. That sentence is coming out. No one knows it's ever in there. Right. Now it goes online, boom. So there was this inference that, you know, the, the evil John Henry swooped in and said, that's got to come out. You know, but, I mean, I doubt he ever even knew about it. But editorially, it was on me, my fault, and, and it stuck on me. But it, it created, you know, people taking screenshots of, here's what was there earlier, this came out later, it does not look weird. And when you have the conflict of interest that we have, which is unprecedented in the history of, of journalism and sports, you're going to have that sort of thing. Does it bother you? Does, does it bother you yes. that your, your boss is, is the boss of, yes. the, of the, the guys yes. you're, you're talking yes. no to? No one would covering. wish this situation. It's, it compromises all the work. It's just by a fact. Conflict of interest is the appearance of conflict. We have that no matter what. I mean, you can say you can you can say every day that he hasn't he's only sent you one no, and it's a positive no. He's never been, but people aren't going to believe it. No, they're just, I, they're, you wouldn't either. We're being paid by the same people that the players are. I mean, it's it's again, even when Chicago, when the the Cubs were owned by the Tribune, the the journalistic entity owned the team. Here, the team owns the journalistic entity, and. Uh, there's just no getting around it unless we all just say, I quit. We all just leave, but so I, there's no other recourse. When the time comes and, and they get rid of you, you retire whenever that happens, my guess is the guy they bring in to replace you, whether they bump somebody up or bring somebody in, is not going to be a contrarian. It's not going to be a critical person. And that will leave the globe, I think, without any critical voices at all. It's it's a, it's a really difficult situation. And, uh, and you know, we've all I, – I just – it's there's no laws against it. But it's a conflict of interest that does never goes away. Do you think the Globe is as good a sports page as it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Well, we're still – I think we're one of the top five in the country, and we spend money. Uh, I don't think any section in the country is as good as it was 15 or 20 years ago. It's you just, you know, numbers. I mean, we probably have 60% of the writers we had. Just numbers we don't have, so we, we can't cover as many things or have as many people at the things. And, uh, you know, the industry, hey – this is evolution. People don't buy wristwatches to tell time anymore. I mean, I understand that. You know, print is dying. It's going away, and it makes me sad. But so the fact that we're still doing what we do, and we have two people in Denver with the Celtics. That amazes me. I mean, we spend, we still throw a lot of money at it. We do a great job. Those Sunday notes are great. We have strong voices, good young people. I think we do a great job. But, no, I would say we are not as strong as we I asked Ryan a couple ago. weeks ago. I said, when do you think the, the, the physical paper will end, yeah, will cease? Saying? And he said he thinks it's sooner than, than you think. Boy, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's scary. And, again, this probably doesn't bother you. My kids, none of them ever have a newspaper in their hand. I, I know it's, it's, it's over. We go into Comcast, or well, you don't anymore, but um, you, know, you, go into a, you. you go into a newsroom, it, and there's, there's no newspaper in the newsroom at, at Channel 7, at Sports Hub. It's just. It's gone. It just makes me. I think sad. I'm I'm 41. I think my age. That's the bar. Is it? I still get That's the news. The bar. We get them every morning. I read them, but you know, Mike, forget my. my Nobody kids. under your age. Nobody. My brother is 10 years younger. It would never cross his. That no. that that's the gulf. It would never cross his mind ever to get a newspaper. But by the way, it also goes for Sports Illustrated. I know. It goes for all these other things now. It's all it's all right here on the phone, which is I think in a lot of ways great, but in a lot of ways everything is so insanely fast right now. You know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. We this the Sandoval thing would have you know been a big next day story. It was immediate. I mean the picture of him. It was immediate. The picture. We were downstairs today. It was like, again, not we don't want to make any bad comparisons here, but 
in the sense of, of the crises, it was like the Ray Rice video for, for him. It just, it made people right. go, go crazy and not forgiving of him. I mean, I changed my column after I saw the picture. I'm like, wow, people aren't going to be forgiving at all of that. And uh, it was oh. just, it's it just, it changed, it was game changer. Here's another Shaughnessy criticism yes, I get from yes, people. Let's get to that. The, it's a, a, we get a lot of the same column yeah. over the years. That's Giants. fair enough. I mean, again, like well, the, I mean, I know, the, the Patriot thing, like me, you know, I got to write the tomato can division in the AFC East. Well, they've won it 12 years in a row. But do you, but do you, you write know, that to tweak Pete? Because I think you write that. I write that, it because it's true. But you also write that because you are, you know it pisses off that. Well, I, that. It, the themes don't change. I can't think of new new ways to, I can't think of new ways to couch the Patriots winning the AFC East other than to keep saying that the Bills haven't been in the playoffs in this century. The Dolphins have one game in this century. I mean, that these teams, the quarterbacks, the coaches, it's the same thing. It never changes. See, I, see, you get emotional. I think you, if you want to talk about hate, I do think you hate that Thornton Nation crowd, that pro-Patriot crowd. I think that's the crowd that you look at and you get upset They with. should just do fan sites for fan sites. The fact that, that, you know, our friend Thornton is on a mainstream media, to me, that yeah, that's just, you know, well, just have all fans. You don't need anybody else. It but should just a, be all fans. But isn't there a place for a fan on one of these, on one of these I think shows? fan sites are the places for fans. No, I, I, you know, I'm not interested in having fans writing for the Globe. No, I understand know. that, but do you want to have like, you know, I mean, let's let's, I'll just pick two writers of the Globe. I think if Kevin Paul Dupont and Chris Gasper, two columnists, did a radio show together, it would suck. No, I mean, these are not big personality. I can't guys. believe you guys hate Dupont. He's so great. He's the man. Dupont, you want to talk about last year with Aaron Andrews? Dupont was tweeting out that I should be fired. I think he was. I, I do. I remember that. No, yeah, let me just he, say he let, was against. Let you, me just say sure. that you know, I, I don't, I don't know the guy at all. I did some TV with him a few times. You'd if, love him. If, if he, I hate him. If if he if he tweeted something, if he tweeted out something like or said something like I said about Aaron Andrews and got in some trouble, I would say, okay, I understand. Yeah. It's kind of a tough beat. You say yeah. things sometimes. You do some dumb yeah. things. Yeah. To advocate for another guy in the media to get fired for speaking an opinion, that's pretty dangerous. I know he's a pandering lefty sort of, you know, ass kissing wants to win the day on one Twitter. of the most wonderful men I've ever met. But you know, no, he's but, the best. But, but you, you think you think a guy who does that is the best? Now that you and I are now that you and I are tight, I think we need to We're get not. you, and, you but, and Kevin uh, but, together. But I don't you know. know. I, do you understand that that line of thing? Well, I wouldn't like it if I were you. I understand, but you need to take that up with him. I mean, I'm not going to speak for him. I mean, but I, he did it. You know, he did it. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. You, you no, he has strong feelings, obviously, and he represents. But he's those a guy. Feelings. He blocks me right away on Twitter once I go after him, and then he doesn't talk to me. I don't block you. I want to know what you're up to. Yeah, you should. He's he's you know? he's got he's I think he's gutless, Dupont. Totally gutless. Well, he's one of these guys who That's one of the reasons you know, I'm in here is six you know, of his friends vote him in the Hall of Fame so he thinks he can write about, you know, pigeon watching now. <laughs> you know that Neil Young's dad is in the Hall of Fame with him, you know that. Yeah, right? fantastic. Okay. I mean, I, but this yeah, is it's the this, best. See, this is the globe world that pisses me off. Yeah. The sort of entitled defense of people like Dupont. Dupont's he's he's a really wonderful writer, great journalist. He's been would you around, think he was you know? a great Would you like him if you were me? No, not if he well, said I should get I'm, fired. That's no. what I'm saying. No, so why am that. I supposed to like him? No, you're not supposed to like him. Okay, all right. You got you got me there. Yeah. Do you like Do you like his his weekly? Yes, tremendous stool ball and and pigeon tossing and whatever it is and you know is is is, is you know searching spanning the globe for new ideas. Is that is that money well spent? Is there are you getting a money well, but back? That doesn't your, cost you anything. He's not. He's not. Well, he gets taking, paper shot now, right? No, but he's not. No, no, he's on the staff. He is. You know, he does. We don't. He doesn't travel around. For, you know, he 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 finds those on his own. He's not. We're not spending any money on that. We're just just his, uh, 
well-deserved salary. Did you almost, was there a point in your career where you almost left the globe? You went to SI almost, right? The last uh, close thing was Comcast in, uh, you know, your friends up there in 2009, I think. What was your role? Just general columnist? Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but there was a kind of a surge at that time. I ESPN remember. Boston was starting right. up. and We Comcast started up, was yeah. In, you know, everybody was doing their websites. Right. So, you know, there was a lot of, you know, guys, we had guys leaving and, and stuff. Uh, and that was probably the last rodeo for me. But um, And be, the globe had had... You know, we were going in a bad direction, and and you know, layoffs and and just scary time. And I didn't want to be a you know be a stooge and be a dope and and stay and then find out we were all got, the paper was going to close up, which they were threatening to do. What about Sports Illustrated? That was in the last was '94. Right. Uh, they made a nice run. Uh, the closest I came, the National in 1989, which you're too young to remember. Oh, please! I was in high school. I got it every day. It's big. And then I have the first and last issue. I have the last one. Buck will tell you that he worked there. I've never heard him tell that story. And uh, then um, so. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, the National ran at me in 89, and then Sports Illustrated like 94, 5. It was a, it would have been a mistake for me. I don't think Sports Illustrated would have been a good fit for you. No. You know what? And Jerry, we've talked about it, because I like, I know, I know my limits, and going around writing about, these long, these long funding pieces about, you know, some coach in Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, and just even to do baseball and just go to the Nationals and write Bryce Harper. I just, I'm better off writing for the Boston fans who, I grew up here, and I know how to push their buttons and what interests them or, or makes them happy or sad or mad or whatever. And it's just, it's a better fit. So the national thing wouldn't have been a good thing for How me. How much longer are you going to do this for? You know, I, you know, until somebody kicks me out, I'm sorry to tell you, I think uh, I'll keep doing it, but you know, they, it may, they decide for you a lot of times, you know, none of us want to keep, you know, traveling and doing late night games and having heart attacks at a press box, those kinds of things. But I mean, if, as long as they allow me to do it the way I, that they're allowing me to do it, I, I'd see no reason to leave, but you know, things are, I don't know. I don't know how we survive. It's just amazing. It's you know that the, the money they spend in the paper and and you know the fact that we we've referenced we can't find it. And how you monetize the internet? I don't get this. You know, I guess it's all going to be about podcasts now. And you don't hate anybody as we as we. I have no hate. I have no hate. You have in my no heart hate here. in your body for no, anybody. No, no. I just is, this know. is this is you know you're you're closing. You you did pretty well, but you're closing with some real bullshit here. No, and you know he's playing fair. I mean, I I'm looking at Callahan through the glass here. You know, I, we always used to give each other the finger and see him, and it got on it got on the. The, the Jimmy Fund telethon one time. Oh, right. It was me, you know, of course, giving him the finger. It was just a friendly thing. So you're going to claim you don't hate me. I have no hate you. Don't you hate you Jerry shouldn't Thorne. hate me either. You don't hate, well, I mean, again, I think when somebody two years in a I row no, tries to get yeah, you you, you somebody need to, long you need and to get prove somebody, the first one. get somebody, you gotta, fine, fine. Because I think one, you're fabricating the second, that one. <laughs> the second one, I, I retweeted very, Bart Hubbock. I did. I very well aware of. And I'm sorry for it. I'm sorry how that hurt you. So Dan Shaughnessy is here to tell me there's no hatred in his heart for anybody. Yeah, I could probably summon some, but we don't need to go there. No, Why not? You know, you know, it's like, you know, no, no. I'm, I'm going to leave it like that. Um, and what about uh, what about your uh, avatar? Is it still going to be the goofy picture of me? What is that from? I don't know. You know, they used to make us do the dummy stand-ups after games with you know, Alan Miller to come down, and you got to talk about whatever just happened, and they did do those. It's we did. There's a million of those out there. Yes. Know, so uh, th- th- that's going to live on. I think so. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not going to admit you hate anybody, I think that that's. It's, <laughs> if you give me three names legitimately, then, then maybe I'll consider changing it. But uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hates. It's just you know, my least favorite player was Nomar. You know. Right. But in the media, you know, we we spend too much time talking about each other. You guys definitely do. Way too much time. Media on media hate. If you ever go to, you like know, that. if you go to Boston.com and look at the hits, or you go to our site, or go to our audio and look at the hits, people love media on media crime. It yeah. Not, would you rather talk about that or the fourth line of the Bruins? I know. I know. People like it. We like it. 
I mean, we, we trust me. There's an appetite it, for it, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah. Crushing us. Uh, it's, and it was funny at the Springsteen show, you know, cause I know you guys, I, I saw you guys, we were like in that cattle herd going in. So you give me the side look. I was going to yell at Jerry, but I still, you know, I mean, I didn't want to have an ugly scene like <laughs> going into Springsteen. Well, I was not you know, going to risk. I was not going to risk getting kicked <laughs> so, out of that show. <laughs> and and it, it was it was like one of those nights. People just run at you like, hey, how come Manahan hates you? Hey, how come uh, you don't like Sandoval? Just like, and I went into the uh, the bathroom, and it's you just got to keep your head down and just do your business and get in and out of there because everybody right. wants you know some guy want to fight or whatever. And this guy was trying to chat me up, and as I was walking out of the room, I realized it was Butch Stearns that I was ignoring the whole time. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's no shame in that. You know, but yeah, it was good. So we're not going to get those names. All right. No. Maybe next time, because I'm sure you'll be back for a sequel here at some yeah, point. Yeah, just uh, there's no, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't hate you, and uh, I, th- I think you're a smart, talented guy. You just got to you got to lose the anger, you know. You got to. Well, then, but, but why would I do that? You can't be all that just angry, you know, so I can irrational. Be like, so I can be like these other guys on the radio and just, you know. Angry and irrational. Talk about college basketball? It's, uh, it'll, it'll eat you up, you know. It's like. Uh, You've you know, made a pretty good career of it. I just, I you really. Do, you can't pretend like you don't, with you don't the, have with anger my, and hatred. When my head hits the pillow, I don't care if the Patriots won a loss. Well, neither do I. That's a different argument. But I do think, you know. Over the Aaron Andrews thing, when I got suspended, I went up to my – we have a yeah. place up in Kennebunkport. I went upstairs at night and spent an hour and a half making my enemies list like Nixon did. And I, I derived some satisfaction. I found it to be a, yeah. a, a comforting experience. And I've gone one by one. And I'm trying to, you know, trying to enact my revenge. Did you ever see the movie Diner where the guy, he keeps beating up a different yeah, guy? Yeah, seven of the nine guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I it is. I love that. That was that's a great movie. That's a great movie. All right, we'll end on that. Thanks, All right. Dan. All right, see you. All right, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'm sure you did. There are several ways you can help us out. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher so that it appears in your feed automatically, or you can share it via social media. All those actions help us improve our rank and more people discover our podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.